from Beacon Point. This is Dollars and Cents, a really great podcast about money. Co-host and certified financial planners, Kobe Cress and Karen Reifel, help listeners navigate various life moments and major life events through the lens of personal finance. Contrary to popular belief, these money conversations are not boring. Prepare to be informed and entertained. Welcome back to another episode of Dollars and Cents, a really great podcast about money. I'm Kobe Cress, and with me, as always, is wealth advisor extraordinaire, Karen Reifel. Kobe, great to see you. It's good to be here. It's great to see you as well. Uh, We have a special episode for folks out there today. Tell us about it. Yes, listeners, we're really excited to interview Shannon UC today in honor of Women's History Month. Who better to interview than our CEO? Shannon is a fantastic leader, Kobe and I agree. Uh, And we have the fortunate pleasure of, of calling her our boss, but also a very good friend. And we hope you enjoy. Listeners, as always, if you have questions, uh, about the show or possible future guests or questions you'd like us to answer on the show, uh, send any of that to info at getthesense.com. Again, that's info at getthesense.com. And as Karen said, we hope you enjoy. Shannon, thanks so much for joining us. It's good to see you today. Please just tell our listeners who you are. Introduce yourself. Sure. My name is Shannon Yusi, and I am the CEO of Beacon Point. I had a feeling you would humbly introduce yourself that way. Uh, Shannon, I have to ask, have you Googled yourself lately? <laughs> no, actually, I, I no, I don't Google myself. I don't read anything I wrote. I don't listen to anything I've said. But it's funny you actually asked that because my 14-year-old son was like, Mom, I Googled you. <laughs> I'm like, what did you find? Um, anyway, I think that I think it's funny because obviously the younger generation is Googling their parents. Um Thankfully, I think there's nothing bad out there. There is nothing bad. In fact, I couldn't resist but to Google you myself in preparation for today's show. And when I searched Shannon Yusi, the first result that came up was husband. So (laughs) people seem to be curious and that's in fact how it works, uh, who your husband is. So um, you shared with us, obviously, you're the beacon point of CEO, but you are many other things, including a wife and a mother, a friend, a daughter. You are a member of the CNBC Financial Advisor Council. I know that you are regularly featured in the Wall Street Journal, Investment News, Barron's, Forbes, Financial Planning Magazine. Uh, You've been listed in various Forbes rankings as like, I mean, to name a few, top 10 America's top women advisors in 2021, Forbes best in state wealth advisors in 2021, America's top Wealth advisors. I mean, you're just suffice to say, you're a lot more than just the CEO of Beacon Point, and we are very fortunate to have you as the leader of of our great firm. Um, but we want to shift a little bit before we get to too much of your CEO activity, Shannon. We really want our listeners to know a little bit more about you on that personal side. So, if you could share with us a little bit about maybe your upbringing and your family today. Yes, and Karen, thank you for that really kind introduction. I it, when you rattle all that off, I sort of feel like I'm having an out-of-body experience and you're talking about somebody else. And I think part of the reason for that is that success or those you know features or those awards or accolades are are the result of our great firm and our great team. It's not a result of one person. So I, I'm I'm humbled by the fact that we have just an incredible 
organization and incredible people that have that work at the organization that have been at the organization for many many years and many new new faces in the organization over the last several years. So I'll start with that. But but the family, um, I um, grew up as one of six kids, so um, we had you know obviously quite the family gatherings. Um, very competitive family, and I think um, competitive because you know when you're one of six kids, you're competing for to be heard. You're competing for the food at the table. Um, you're competing against one, you know, one another and just kind of everything you do. Um, but it, it made it fun. And I, I grew up with a father who was in finance and who loved his career. And I think initially they didn't draw me to finance, but ultimately it, it put me in that career because of seeing how much he enjoyed what he did. And I, you know, we saw it at the dinner table. We saw it in his actions. I also saw that he was able to have balance in his life. He coached, you know, all of his kids' sports. And I in turn have done the same thing with my kids. And I think being the, you know, the the one that works in our household, my husband stays home full time. I think seeing a career that allowed me to do some of the things with my kids was um very impactful for me. Um, one little fun factoid, which I don't think you guys know, which throw it out there for your listeners, is my um grandfather was one of the original little rascals. Um, and it was really kind of fun to see, you know, I you know, grew up with him, grew up seeing him. And it was just really fun to be around that. He was just a great human, but he was incredibly charismatic as well. And I think, you know, some of those attributes have carried on to, you know, some kids in my family as well as myself. Um, and I'm I'm blessed to have him as my grandfather. Wow. I did not know that. And I can speak from personal experience. You do have a great personality, a very good sense of humor. So I know a little bit more now where that comes from. Jenna, I know you get to work with your dad still. Uh, I know, and we'll talk a little bit more about this, starting the firm with your dad. But tell us about that. Tell us about getting to work every day with your father, even still. Yeah, it's it's pretty special. Um, you know, not many people get that opportunity. You know, when we um, originally decided to form Beacon Point, which was 20 years ago yesterday, happy birthday, Beacon Point. In business school, I'd written a plan to start Beacon Point in my entrepreneurship class. And reached out to my dad, who had actually founded a very similar company, um, a little bit of a different bent, and said, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm looking to do this. Um, I have another partner, and I want you to join too. You know, what do you think about leaving the firm you started and uh, you know joining Beacon Point and starting this together?" And you know, to my surprise, you know, he was 60, 60 years old at the time, and to my surprise, he he was willing to pivot his career and get behind um, what we believed was you know a good plan for Beacon Point. For anybody who wants to get to know a little bit more about Garth, who is Shannon's father, we actually recorded an episode uh, with Garth where he recounts being a combat pilot in Vietnam. And it was a really enjoyable conversation. His uh, time in Vietnam was actually uh, documented in a short story by Tom Wolfe, certainly worth uh, listening to. So certainly go back and listen to it. Now, Shannon, I I have a question for you. And I know just based on you are just a a humble person for all you've accomplished, uh, but I love this question. So I'm going to ask it nonetheless, and I'm not sure the answer we're going to get, but Shakespeare uh, said, and I can't remember the play that it is in, uh, but the quote is that some are born great, uh, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. So of those three, which are you? Well, let's start with, I don't think I'm great. Okay. I mean, I think, I think, you know, I work hard and I've you know worked hard my entire life. So I think I think working hard produces great results. Um, and I, I'm I'm a big believer in grit. I mean, you if you were to ask my kids, I've got four of them. If you were to ask any one of them, you know, what are our family mottos? And each of them would tell you. We 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 sound we tell the kids that if you're not falling, you're not trying. 
So, I mean, there could be a little child abuse there, but they, they really, the motto is, is, you know, work hard and, and, and work to the point that, you know what, you might fail mm. and that's okay. So we, we've, we've always told our kids that, you know, you want to, you want to push yourself out of your comfort zone and work really hard. And the other thing that we tell them is, you know, attitude and effort is the only thing you can control mm. and no one can take either one of those from you. So I, I would say that I'm not sure where I fit in any of those quotes, but I, I think, you know, working hard um, and, you know, having a positive attitude will get you the results that you're looking for, you know, no matter what it is, you know, in, in relationships and in work and, you know, really in anything that you do. Yeah. The answer we expected, because you are incredibly humble. We do think you're great. We're glad to have you as a leader in our firm, highly respected. uh, And we really enjoy when you come and visit us in Arizona, we're always excited. Although there is always that email that goes out, make sure your desk is tidy, right? Kenny's (laughs) coming into town. Uh, Make sure there's not like a half eaten sandwich. And Kobe, uh, this is a funny story for those in Scott to listen to this. Kobe, please don't warm up Brussels sprouts in the microwave. Shannon's coming, uh, which is something I did at one point. I've never lived it down. Uh, Oh, that's so so funny. uh, Yes, those jokes still go out. Now, this is going to allude to uh, what I know is a question Karen wants to ask, uh, but you mentioned grit. Uh, have you read Angela Duckworth's book uh, uh, with the same title, Grit? I have not. Yeah, you would enjoy it, I think. Knowing you, I think you would enjoy it. So put it on your reading list. It's I, great, I, I it's will absolutely book. do that. I'll add it to my Audible list today. Yeah. So speaking of Audible, uh, I too have actually joined the Audible movement. You know, busy, busy, busy. You've got to get it in where, where you can. And um, I like to say rather than the book I'm reading, I like to say the book I'm hearing, best book I've ever heard. You know, gotta gotta hear this book. You and I inter- you interviewed me at Beacon Point, what will be 11 years ago this July, if you can believe it. Uh, and one of the questions that you asked me was, what was the last book you read? So Shannon, what was the last book you read? So I don't know if this is gonna say something about my personality. Um, I'm I'm in the middle right now of four books. Um my husband and I are in a couple's Bible study, so we're re- actually reading the Bible, um, the full Bible throughout through the year. Um, I'm also reading, you, it's funny, Kobe, you had mentioned um, the Tom Wolf book that my dad was um, highlighted in. I'm also reading a Tom Wolf book, but for different reasons. It actually puts me to sleep. Um, it, it's, a, it's actually a, it's a, it's a great book. Um, it's called A Man in Full. Um, a re- really good book, but... Um, I will say that it does uh, it does not keep my attention span <laughs> that much. Um, so it's it's uh, it um, it's, it's good for I'm reading at night. The other one I'm reading um, is Fast Feast and Repeat, and really it's more about like your health and you know what's the best way to eat and what's the best thing to put in your body. Um, I am a uh, marathon runner and I am always looking to you know how do I improve my health and it's you know, it's actually a very interesting book about the benefits of um, fasting or doing the, you know, 16 hour fast and, um, you know, only eating for us during a certain period during the day. Um, and then the last one I'm reading is um, lead and just wrapped. And, you know, it really, I'm always trying to read. And I love the fact that you gave me the grit book. because I'm always trying to read, you know, things about business or in business that I can um, learn from and grow from. And I'm, I'm just a consummate learner. So I'm, I'm always trying to get, you know, additional information or how can I be better at, you know, serving our clients or serving our team um, or serving our community. So those are those are some of the areas that I I tend to focus on. So maybe maybe a little ADD in there um, with four books going at once, but <laughs> but they're, they're they they all serve their purpose right now. <laughs> so I'm going to ask one follow up question to that before we move on, which is what is your most recommended book when somebody when the opportunity presents itself? What is the book that comes to mind that you recommend? That's a great question. I, my problem is I like so many books, so I, I wouldn't say I have one great. And you're you're actually you're really good about that. 
you actually sent me a couple books um, to read, which I did. I read them or listened to them both. Um, I, I don't. I would say I don't have one like favorite go to book. There there are several books, um, several that I've read twice, and I always I feel like I always get something out of any book I read or really any podcast I listen to as well. Mm. So pivoting a little bit and and talking, that's kind of Shannon from a personal standpoint and switching a little bit to Shannon as the CEO. What do you feel like for you? And maybe there's a number of these that you could talk about. What do you feel like were the critical pivot points for you in your career? Uh, maybe decision points that really, if you can point to any, that led you to where you are now. Anything kind of major where you look back and you say, that was the moment or that was the decision that really put either me personally as or as CEO or Beacon Point on the right path? Yeah, I, I would say, well, I'll, I'll give you a couple things here. I, I would say the what put me in the industry was certainly a pivotal point in my in my career. Um, I actually started, um, and I'm not sure if you know the story either, but I, I started as an intern at an investment management firm. And literally, I was driving 50 miles each way mm-hmm. to intern for a firm that needed help, you know, some marketing help with their, with their organization. I loved the firm and I didn't want to leave, <laughs> but they, did, they really didn't have a position for me. So I, you know, I, I told him, I'm like, look, you, let's find a position. I'll do, I'll do anything. You know, I, I really want to work here and ended up getting a full-time position there and leaving there as, you know, an equity owner in the business and a senior managing director. You know, that's when we had, you know, started the business plan for Beacon Point when I was, you know, ending my career there. But I, I think the, the, the point there um, for your, for your listeners um, is gosh, if you, if you have it in your, your mind to do something, you know, do it, get it done. You know, I mean, I, I, I stuck to it. I said, I, I wanted to work here. I was going to do anything to, to work there. So starting as an intern, even though it might've been not the most economical path, nor was driving 50 miles each way, but, it, but I, but I knew that I would get, you know, gain valuable lessons there. And I knew I would get valuable, you know, information. Um, the other thing I would say is taking the risk of starting Beacon Point. Yeah, I, I sold my house. We moved down to Orange County. We were living up in LA, and I, honestly, I don't. <laughs> I think not knowing or not just not having the plan for you know what is we we obviously went through a business plan and went through the numbers, but you just don't know. You know, you take a risk. You 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 sell your house. You use that money to put in your business, and you hope it's going to do well. Um, I think the the lesson that I learned there and I, you know, tell my kids and I also tell, you know, younger folks entering our business or entering other, you know, other businesses is you have the opportunity at a young age to take a risk, take it, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that looks like for you. It's, you know, joining a new company, joining a company that's growing, starting a new role or, you know, starting your own organization. I say, I say, do it. Um, and I would say the success of Beacon Point, you know, the pivotal thing there was hiring the right people. And it still is. It still is what we what we look for in in the organization. It's you know making sure we stick to the culture we want in the organization. Make sure you know our first three screens for any firm we partner with are no jerks, no jerks, no jerks. Mm-hmm. It's also with everybody that we partner with as a team member in the organization. I mean, we all spend more time with the folks we work with on a day to day basis than often we spend with our own families. So it's really important that we get that right. And I mean, I look at I look look at you two. I mean, I credit like we. Tremendous people, great, you know, great contributors to the organization, adding so much value. And Kobe, like I- I've known you for since you were young. I mean, came to a baseball game of mine, I think when I was maybe 11, something like that in Arizona. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I, and I think building those relationships, I mean, Karen, you said you're, you've been here 11 years. Karen's a good friend of mine. 
and and a colleague. And I think there, there's a lot of importance around that too. You know, I mean, I, we we trust each other, and I think that's that that's been pivotal for me is making sure that my my work is my work family. I mean, mm-hmm. we we really I, I think we all work really well together, and and we grow things together. I mean, Karen and I wrote a book together. I think there's there's a lot of things like that that are are really special about the organization. And I can definitely, I mean, speak to that. I know Kobe can as well. I mean, we genuinely enjoy the people that we work with. And that's in large part because of the decisions that you've made to create a culture that we get to enjoy day in and day out, which is just great. And it's it's great to hear you share the story of being an intern because you've created such an opportunity now through our summer internship program that we have at Beacon Point, which includes an educational platform called Beacon Point University that you know we roll out to local local students that i mean gosh i think our intern program is on waitlist you know it's in high demand i mean you're really just leading by example definitely with your younger years as an intern and then bringing that opportunity to to a new breed of interns every summer we see and meet and i think it's it's really great what you're doing and, and what and honestly what a blessing to the firm right i mean we have so many people here that have come through our internship program or it, we actually have our our first um, internship client, which how cool is that? You know, they they came in, learned about our business, learned about investments, and ultimately, when they got their money or their first you know bad money, they came back and said, "Can I be a client?" I mean, that that is a that that just that speaks volumes to what not I but what our team has built, which is is really really special. Yeah, that's great. I would share, you were talking about being the intern uh, and kind of doing anything you could. That's actually how I started at Beacon Point. Uh, for a lot of people that don't know that, I, I just I was actually hired on and had already said yes. Uh, I won't say the firm, but to another firm, but I wanted to work at Beacon Point. And a job presented itself and it was the paperwork guy. And I said, well, I want to be at Beacon Point. So I will go to Beacon Point as the paperwork guy and see where I can go from there. And as a firm that offers a lot of opportunities, it was the best decision I could have made. Uh, and I'm really thankful for that decision. We talked a little bit about this right before the show. There's a subscription that there are, what are they, seven effective habits of successful people, right? So I'm curious to know, you know, do you subscribe to that notion that there are certain habits that help you maintain your success? And if you do, what are they? Yeah. Yes, I do think there are certain habits that help people achieve the success they're looking for, what they're trying to achieve. And it's, I think it's different for everybody. I don't think there's necessarily seven that fit everybody. Um, I will say for me, um, discipline. So I'm very disciplined in in what I do and you know what I try to achieve during the day. You know, whether that's, you know, the list of things I need to get done or it's making sure that I get a run in every day. Um, or I mean as simple as making my bed every day. You know, I mean I think that those are just important disciplines that I've I've grown up with and that I have instilled in my own life and in my kids' lives as well. The other thing for me, and I I don't necessarily think this is positive. It was really positive for me and then has turned into something I've had to sort of change, but saying yes. So early in my career, I was very disciplined in saying yes to everything. I mean, really, if I, will you join this? Yes. Will you do this? Yes. Will you be in this interview? Yes. Will you get on TV and do, you know, whatever? Yes. And even, even if I didn't have the credentials to do it, I said yes. And I think... I think that helped mold me as a person because it really pulled me out of my comfort zone and mm. and let me grow. Um, now I'm in the art of practicing no, <laughs> so I get asked to do a lot. So I, I really try to you know to 
you know, really pick and choose because obviously time is a very valuable, you know, asset that we all have. So I make sure that I'm very deliberate in what I'm saying yes to today. Um, and the other thing that I think that that I practice or, you know, really try to practice every day is gratitude. And it's not just gratitude for what I'm grateful for, but being grateful for those around me. Um, I'm incredibly grateful to Kobe and Karen for just their, everything they do, just the heavy lifting they do for this podcast, but, you know, everything they do to just make Beacon Point just that much better. Well, we appreciate that. And, you know, this might be a bit of a selfish question, but I'm sure a lot of our listeners are also interested to know, what was that moment where you went from the woman of yes to the art of practicing no? When did we get there? (laughs) I think, Karen, when your kids get a little bit older, because you start to realize that there's not enough time in the day to do everything that you want to do. And you want to be there for every one of your kids' games. You want to be there when they're getting recognized for an award or when they fall down and skin their knee. You want you want to make sure that you're there for those moments. And when you're saying yes to everything and filling your plate with things that maybe aren't as important to you. And I also think that you realize, and maybe this is what 50 gave to me, is you realize... I know what I want out of my life and what's important and where I want to give back. So I can't, I, I can't do, I can have a bigger impact on the things that are really important to me as opposed to having a small impact on a lot of things. I can speak to uh, at least maybe personally recognizing a shift in you over the years. I called Shannon. Uh, I couldn't even tell you the nature of the call. I had to phone her on her cell phone a couple of weeks ago and I could tell she had a very muffled connection. She was probably holding the phone to her chin like we do. And she shared with me that she had just gotten, I think, to your daughter's polo tournament with foam hands in tow and your hands were just full of <laughs> all of the support uh, paraphernalia that you needed to, to you know, root her on. And that's how you were spending your afternoon. And I thought that is that is really neat. Good. Good and to you. be clear, it was her senior day and I had to have the big old fat head with her face on it. I had pom-poms and I had a gift for it. So my hands were really literally like everything was kind of going a little bit crazy. I was envisioning a foam finger on each hand, which does make a phone call very difficult. Shannon, we've talked a little bit about your kids, which I think is a really good segue to our next question, which is if you could give your younger self advice, what would it be? So one of the things I try not to do is have regrets. Mm. And it's really hard to look back on your life and go, ah, I wish I wouldn't have done this or I wish I wouldn't have done that. Um, I wish I wouldn't have what, used baby oil when I suntanned on my parents' roof. I think that was just probably stupid. Um, so that's one, one piece of advice. And the other, the other thing I would say is, is to shrug off things a little bit better. Um, and, and meaning that it might surprise you, but I'm very sensitive. And having a role reversal in our house 22 years ago was very unique. Mm. It's, it's, I'm, I'm happy to say it's not as unique today, but it, it was hard at the, at the, in the moment, you know, because I wasn't there for, you know, maybe the first word or the first walk or whatever. My husband was, did such a great job though, of, of trying to make sure that I was, I was maybe not physically there, but there he would send me a, and I have a folder in my, um, I still have the floor to this day in my outlook. He sent me a picture of the day. So it was, you know, whatever that was with whatever kid or, you know, group of kids. Um, so it just made me feel like I was there in the moment. Um, and, but I, you know, looking back, I, I realized, you know, that it was a sacrifice I made to, to work. He made a sacrifice to stay home. And, but it was one of the greatest decisions we can give our kids. So I, I tried it. While in the moment it was a little bit hard, it's it's no longer hard, and we you know obviously you you figure out your roles and and things things work out the way they're supposed to work out. But I, I would say just maybe not 
sweating the small stuff or, or, you know, being as sensitive and, you know, appreciating the moments that we had and appreciating what we actually, you know, the family that we actually were building. I think that's the perfect segue to uh, the, the aspect about you that we want to touch on next, you know, in honor of Women's History Month. Um, we want to know about you as the woman. I mean, how do you feel having been a female in this, in you know, what has historically been a male-dominated industry? And what do you think it was that helped pave pave your path in this industry as a woman? I never felt like I was a woman in a male industry. So I think that I think maybe that sets it apart a little bit. And and I always thought that being a woman in a finance industry that certainly had a lot of men was a unique opportunity. So I, I took, and I think, again, another great lesson, and I, I probably should have said this, but take advantage of those opportunities. I mean, I, I did. I, you know, they needed a woman in, as part of a panel. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. Because I think that, that that was important for women. It was also important for our business. It was important for my colleagues. Um, so I, I think it was opportunity. I mean, all around, I think being being in this, in this industry as a female, it was a, a significant opportunity. And I feel like it was a, a blessing and I feel like I owe our industry back quite a bit and I, we're trying to repay it back. And we as an organization are trying to continually repay, repay that back. Um, you know, we have our Women's Advisory Institute. Karen can speak to that because she's she's a, plays a significant role there. Um, but it, it's a way of us giving back and educating and empowering women. And I feel like the, the more we can give back in that area, you know, women control a significant amount of the wealth but oftentimes aren't at that investment table. We want to see more women at the investment table. And I think that's, you know, having been one of the first women in this industry or, you know, women leaders in an, in a wealth management firm, I think that that's our opportunity. And I, I was placed here for a reason. It's our opportunity to get back. You answered this question, I think a little bit with your answer, but just to drill on it just a little bit deeper, how do you feel like it's evolved? Right? How do you feel like women in the industry has evolved? And where are we going? Is it is it continuing to head in the right direction? Are there hurdles still in the way that you see? Uh, talk a little bit about that. So I don't see any hurdles. I mean, I, I think the only hurdle is, you know, women not knowing that this is a great career. Mm. So I think I think us, you know, getting out there, you know, you know, being in the marketplace, making sure women know this is a phenomenal career allows for balance in their family. You know, Karen's raising two young kids right now and, and is able to do that in an industry that's, you know, demanding. But but you're, there is a way to balance your, you know, career as an advisor and, you know, raise your family and make it work. So I think the industry's evolved to recognize. One of the things I said, um, I don't know, a year ago is I, I think COVID is actually a, a really good equalizer. Mm. Because I think COVID showed people that, you know what, wait, women were handling a lot of the household tasks and doing a lot of things that, you know, maybe, you know, maybe wasn't split evenly. I mean, there are tasks in, in marriages and in relationships that get split, but sometimes the, the female takes on a lot of the role of the household. And I think what COVID did was allowed people to see inside that where we had all these Zooms coming up. And then when when both partners were home, it was like, hey, wait a second, let's let's split this a little bit differently because we're both here now. And I think that's forever changed, and I think that's good. Um, so I, I'm excited about you know the opportunity for women in the wealth management space, and I think you know we will continue. Beacon Point will continue to make it a very big effort um, to you know not only educate and empower women, but to attract and retain them as well. Yeah, and for you know, I, I'm a true testament to you know that hybrid work from home schedule 
that COVID and not just COVID, I'd say even before that, that Beacon Point provided me with the opportunity to explore as I look to be a professional woman in what Shannon said, a very demanding industry and start a family. Um, the 15-month-old of my family, you, listeners may be able to hear chatting in the other room next to me. So I apologize, but he's, you know, learning to speak and he's very excited about it. No, I, I love it. I think I think our industry, um, you know, while demanding, Karen, as you said, I think it, it does give quite a bit back to women as well. I mean, obviously men, men too, but I think the more that we can let people know that it's a great career path for women... Um, I think the more that we're going to see women coming into the industry. We're, we're fortunate at Beacon Point to have, you know, over 50% women in our organization, which is, is, is pretty impressive for, for, for this industry. So Shannon, uh, you sit in a, in a unique position as CEO of Beacon Point. So you have a perspective that nobody else has or very few people have. So when you look at Beacon Point as a whole, a firm now managing more than $25 billion in assets with over 300 uh, employees, we have offices across the country. Two questions for you. What are you most excited about uh, when it comes to Beacon Point? Uh, and then what keeps you up at night? I think I'm most excited about the opportunities. You know, I think we're just scratching the surface on you know, the amount of clients that we can actually work with across the country and those that actually know who Beacon Point is. I mean, we're, we're, we're excited about getting that information out to people. I'm also really excited about our Way initiative, initiative and getting more women to the investment table. And we've got a lot of um, ideas and things that we're working on this year in order to get, you know, more women um, involved at Beacon Point and really helping more women with their investments. What keeps me up at night? My teenagers um, <laughs> would be the, would be the one thing that keeps me up at night, you know. And I, I think the other thing is, you know, we our role as fiduciaries really, you know, means something to me. And I want to make sure that we are taking care of our our clients and making sure that we're providing the best services, have the best team, and are you know investing in the right technology in order to support what our clients' needs are. Well, Shannon. So that you will say yes the next time we do a podcast. We're going to let you get back to your Tuesday here and wrap things up. But first and foremost, thank you. This has been uh, extremely valuable. And I know people will enjoy uh, listening, learning more about you, learning more about Beacon Point. Uh, as Karen mentioned earlier, any of the notes, uh, books we mentioned, anything like that will be available in the show notes. If you have questions or comments, uh, maybe something you wanted to hear from Shannon and you didn't, send it to us. You can always email us at info at getthesense.com. Uh, with that, Shannon, anything you'd like to say? No, I would just say thank, thank you for the opportunity. Um, it's been amazing to share the journey of Beacon Point and glad you guys are along the ride with us. Thanks for listening. Find us on social media at Get The Sense and online at beaconpoint.com. That's point with an E. Be sure to check back regularly for new episodes. Until next time, keep your dollars and we'll keep our sense.